Hey, good morning. Welcome to Motivation Central Station. I'm Grandpa Jim. Thanks for checking out the show today. I have a wonderful show lined up for you. Um, I want to talk about connecting with children, like your children. Um, when's the last time that you like got on the floor and played with your child? And I, you know, when's the last time that you really, really look the kid in the eyes and and I'm not saying grab your kid and just look, right? Like and say I love you, but I want you to sit down and connect. You know, one of my greatest things is my grandson Cole will take a break. And when he takes a break, he puts his head down on the carpets and he spreads his body apart as you know, like uh like you chalk out a, you know, on a crime show, the deceased victim, you know, like he's spread eagle out and I get on the floor and I, I lay down there with him. I get on my stomach and I spread out and we just kind of look at each other for a while and get a little laugh and a little giggle going. And, um, you know, I think that, I think that, uh, does more than any words, that you you could do uh, for sure. So um, that's one thing I want to be talking about. And then how are we doing on our goals? You know, um, how's that diet going? And I I hate the word diet. I like the word live it. How is your live it going? Are you eating that healthy salad that you want to eat? Are you uh, snacking on some good fruits? Um, keeping away from the junk. You know, I, I'm not sure what your goals are, um, but uh, you need to have them. You need something to aspire to. And then the other thing that I've learned when I do set a goal, and this is just me, but I don't tell anybody about it. I, you know, try to use that energy all towards the goal. So it's like a steam engine, right? I like that analogy of a steam engine and in our lives we can only go forward and backwards right and so I like the analogy of the old steam trains out in the west and I always say the only place I've ever seen them you know are in the beautiful mountains and so we're trying to take our lives to beautiful places and um so are you heading towards that beautiful place or not? And only you can answer this, you know. But the steam engine, when they put the coal in it to make it work, um, you know, they don't, that, that energy can't be dispersed. Like it, it all goes into the chamber where they create the steam and... Um, you know, that energy drives it forward. So instead of running around telling my friends, and I used to do this, that I'm going to be working on this great project, um, now I don't run around and waste that energy. I just put it into the project I'm working on. Um, And then I want to talk about, you know, reaching out to that neighbor, that person. We talked about this yesterday about trying to reach out to those people that are super isolated. And I have a story about that I'm going to go into. I did I did do my part. I don't just tell you folks to go do this stuff. I do it with you, you know. So I'm going to tell you the story 
about the person that um, I connected with yesterday. And then also parents, you know, are you a noun or are you a verb, you know? And so I'm going to start the show today. I, I guess I could, are you a parent or a noun? Let's start with that because it kind of plays into, you know, you know, showing up for your kids and being there, being present with your kids, not, not being there, but being with them. Like, um, I like to meditate in the afternoon and I do like to get a nap in because I do very super hard physical work and it gives my body a chance to release that pain. And then my grandson comes over uh he's usually here twice a week he will be coming today so (laughs) i'm already thinking about it i'm excited uh and he won't be here for quite a few hours but um you know when i do play with cole i don't play with him when i have something related to business or my social work um I get those tasks done because otherwise I'm only half present there for him. So in other words, if I have some notes to get in for my social work, for my peers that I work with, I do that task first. So then when I get on the floor to sprawl out with him to look him in the eyes, I can be there a hundred percent. I'm not there 98%. I'm 100%. Um, so I want to talk about, um, you know, and this was something that I was starved with, you know, and maybe this is why I'm talking about this today. I woke up inspired to talk about parents, and I'm going to say parents, uh, but I really was craving my mother's love to connect with me. Um, again, she abandoned us when she was, when we were young, I was seven or eight years old when she left us children in the dust, so to say. And again, I do have empathy for my mother today because when she did come back into our lives, I found out that she was very traumatized. So if you're very traumatized, you need to work on your trauma first too. Like if you're a drug and alcohol person or... Um, you're having mental health um, problems, OCD or whatever, you need to really work on that stuff first and get yourself kind of free. You know, in recovery, they talk about being selfish. And uh, part of that, what they mean by that is to get yourself healthy first, right? And then once you're clicking on all cylinders, um, the steam train is running down the track, in a nice positive um, direction, you're doing well, that's when it's time to go serve others, you know. Until then, uh, you may not be ready to do that, you know. So um, so connecting with your kids, and, and when I mean this, uh, I mean you're going to spend some time with your, your child. You're going to get on the floor with them. You're going to play. You're going to hug them wrestle, uh, whatever, uh, to connect more than words. And, you know, there's all kinds of research on touching and tactical stuff. Like, um, this is kind of odd and I might have shared this three times in my life, but my mother, when she took off, 
Um, I didn't like when other people would hug me. Like, I was opposed to that. And so, um, and then when my mother did touch me after like a 20-year absence, I could literally feel like electricity coming off her hand through my veins and, um, you know, this really warm touch feeling through me. And I really think there's some type of electrical connection there. And, um, you know, so that touch is critical. But then, you know, if you're going to say I love you to your child, you want to say, you know, and this is just me talking. Um, You do it how you want, but, you know, to really feel that love when you're saying it. And that, so it's just where it's like, oh, I love you. No, 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 no. From the heart, you know. Um, so then, too, like, uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about, um, you know, my mother, too, when she was gone during that absence, um, when we were kids growing up, um, she would say, um, what do you want for your birthday? You know, I'm going to get you this thing and that thing. And then unfortunately in my life, I might not have heard from her for another year or two or three at times after she would do that promise. And that was the cool thing about my father. I think my father kept his promises so well through his whole life. Like, if I really need something now, like emotional support, I go to my dad because I can trust him. I trust everything that man tells me. And, um, you know, he wasn't a a super emotional, touchy guy, but he was a solid rock. He was a force that me and my siblings, and then it became mostly, we had a sibling pass away, but it became my sister and I, and we talk about this often about, you know, how we love our father so much just because he was, he's just, he's still with us too, by God's grace. He's such a positive man and he's always concerned about us. He's 93 and soon to be 93, God willing. And he um, is always concerned about how am I doing? How's my work? How... You know, how's the gutter cleaning business? How's the social work? How's your comedy school going? And, um, you know, and then I'll ask about him and he always deflects. And he's always like, how are you? You know, and he just never lets me get off that square, you know, and I got to keep prying and trying to figure out how he's doing. So, um, you know, if you can be that spiritual rock, that positive energy for somebody, that's so huge. Um, so I want to talk about yesterday, we were talking about going to help that neighbor, the one that seems all gruff and, you know, like they don't want anything to do with the world and most likely because they were traumatized and maybe, you know, possibly hurt by somebody, um, emotionally, physically, um, some of the stories that I hear in counseling, you know, um, and, and I know some of you listening have really gone through some stuff, you know, and the thing to know is you're not alone. It sucks that you were traumatized and you went through some abuse. But I think in my world, my whole goal is to not, you know, a lot of people taught me what not to do, right? Um, 
I don't want to abandon my kids for year after year. I don't, uh, you know, I, I don't want to not see my grandkids. I call my granddaughters uh, pretty much every other night. And if I'm not calling them, they're calling me. Um, and that connection uh, is so valuable to me. You know, it really fills the... We talked about emotional holes. Um I think on the last podcast, too, we talked about emotional holes, like, you know, that child trauma and trying to fill that hole with stuff, you know, whether it was booze, um, drugs, food, um, gambling, sex, whatever it was, and trying to fill that hole, um, you know, now I try to fill it with positive connections Um, going to help others. Um, And I want to talk about a gentleman that I reached out to yesterday that is living in an assistant living center, which is basically a nursing home. Um, I've been in the facility a few times, and they're not allowing anybody in. They're not even allowing, I'm going to call him Mr. M, Uh, they're not allowing Mr. M to come out of his room at all. And Mr. M does not have a living soul left in his family. He had a couple of siblings that were actually younger than him. And uh, his parents are gone. And they're all gone. The parents are gone. He has no phone in his facility. The social work people are trying to get him a phone. And um, so I have to call him on the facility's house phone. And other people are using it, so a lot of times it's busy. And but I did, I was able to get a hold of him yesterday, and I couldn't snap him out of it. Usually, I can get him laughing and chuckling through our phone calls. And what I try to inspel in him is hope. Like um, when I talk to him, I remind him of the good times we had. We've taken various trips to the malls and um, to park. I've taken them to uh, support groups and that sort of thing um, for mental health. And so I remind him of all the good times we had and the man loves to eat, so I'll always tie food in there. But I also try to inspire him like when coronavirus is over, you know, what would you like to do? And then he tells me I would like to go back to the mall. And then I try to blow on that fire. Like, hey, we're going to go back to that mall. Um, we're going to have a great time. We missed seeing half the mall. We'll, we'll go explore some of these other. I try to build that hope and um, you know, for him to give him that positive thing to hold on to. But yesterday, he was just stuck and there was no way to move him off center Um, but he did say he would be open for a phone call today and so I'll call him today and see if he's not in a a better space but I just want to let you know that when I tell you um, I'm gonna get on the floor with my grandchild or I'm gonna reach out to somebody that's really not socially connected I do do what I say so um um, that's that means a lot to myself to be responsible because where I came from as a kid with addiction and stuff, 
it was always about me and not somebody else. So anyways, uh, you know, just I hope you're staying on top of your goals. What are they? Uh, the book, uh, what color is your brain scan? The habit, uh, the answers are in your head and habits. Uh, what color is your brain scan? The answers are in your head and habits is on Amazon. Um, it's the book I work out of. It's course material. Um, it's almost mm, a good percentage of the books I write are workbooks because I feel like, you know, to get myself out of where I was stuck emotionally and beaten down and traumatized, I had to work to get out of that space. And then I feel today I'm committed to still doing that every day because my life is such a blessing. And just the other day I celebrated 15 years of coming out of some handcuffs in the back of a paddy wagon. And I always say, um, you know, I found sanity in the back of a paddy wagon. So um, more about that on another date. Uh, was not doing good, was a little intoxicated. We'll leave it at that. And uh, so I wish you all <laughs> a great day. There's a positive life just waiting for every one of you people. I'm telling you, life is really a beautiful thing. And, you know, try to reach out to somebody today. Really, you know, take yourself out of your comfort zone and try to help them. So I know I rattled on a lot today, but you guys are awesome and you're worth every second that, uh, you know, um, you let me talk to you and um, try to connect. So, hey, have a wonderful one. Love you very much. And, you know, try to go help somebody today. <laughs>